setting the pace, seeking the pace, and running the race is what we're talking about here. So that's kind of the theme of what we're talking about today. But I noticed this even when I was writing a newsletter the Lord was laying on my heart. So many times we get excited about the possibilities and things that we have each year. And we say, man, we talk about, oh, we're going to set this pace, all the things we're going to accomplish and all these things. But if we do that without seeking the face of the Lord, we find that we start running in our own strength and everything else. So we need to lean on the Lord to direct our steps. And uh, if we're not doing that, what happens is we run our own race and our own agenda and our own strength. And we get so much less than what God has for his best. So I'm going to ask Tim to run a clip. I found a little clip that kind of sums it up and we'll bounce right out of that. Okay? Thanks, buddy. This year will be different. This year will be different. This year will be different. This year, I need to eat less. You know what? I do solemnly swear that this year I will lose 10 pounds. Or at least five. Five is the magic number. That's how many times I want to visit my grandmother this year, which would be five more than last year. Learn to wait. I always want things instantly. I need patience. Now, this year, I'll be nicer to my parents. What, Mom? Get off my back. I just need peace in my life. I'm just so nervous all the time. I just, I'm twitching. Three kids. I'm a twitcher. I'm twitching. <laughs> I twitch. I just can't seem to get my pits to stop sweating. Can you, can you see this? When did I become the human leak? I mean, I know I've got some stress about my future and everything, but why can't I just be like everyone else and conceal it? Okay, I'll just have to fake it till I make it. And I'll be better than I've ever been in my entire life. If I'm going to make this year count, I have to do some things differently. It's too pay time. Make some goals this year. Just three, not ten. Stop judging people who aren't like me. Stop snapping at my kids. Dream! <laughs> Character over image. Learn that I'm loved, but not entitled. God, you forget about me. I'm here. Just show me what to do. Give me the strength to change. I'm not saying, I, I don't even know if I want to change, God. I'm comfortable. I have a good life. I know, you want the best for me. So why don't I want the best for me? Starting tomorrow, using my gifts and talents, I'm going to live my life differently, God's way. I'm tired of keeping this great gift. A secret. Can I tell you a secret? I feel like I'm separated from something. That sounds weird, doesn't it? But whatever I need, it's bigger than this world can offer. I offer my life, God. It's something much more than what I can see. So please, God. You just take this little bit of faith that I have. I just can't wait another year. Amen, amen. That's some good stuff, isn't it? I thought they did a great job pulling that together. Very, very good. Well, I'll give Tim a few seconds to get together. Man, I tell you, that's a hot spot. I appreciate all he does back there. He's got stuff going. He's like the Oz behind the curtain. So I appreciate all he does back there. Good stuff. Well, we're going to jump on into this. Everybody's got their handouts, and we're going to move on through. Talking about setting the pace. What do we mean to that, how do we set the pace for our lives? 
You know, for many folks in the world, it's just fast-paced living. It's how much we can crowd on our plate, how much money we can get, how much position we can elevate to and things like that. And I was really debating about this when I was praying last night and working on stuff. I had a little story, and I didn't know where to stick it. I said, well, I'm just going to put it right in the beginning. And, and when we're talking about setting the pace in our lives, there was a, a, a friend of mine, an older gentleman that came to my mind when I was putting this together. And uh, nice guy, nice guy. And ever since when I, I, I see this man all the time, ever since I was very little, he's in and out of the neighborhood, but he was always on the go. And uh, I thought, wow, that's, that guy just really has a lot going. And when I was five years old, I got my first mini bike. And, you know, you keep that first mini bike for a year or two, and you decide you want something bigger, right? And my dad said, well, you know what? I got that one. The next one, you know, we're going to be partners on it. So we need to sell that. We need to do a few things. And so I remember putting like $75 on that thing and putting it out front. And here comes my friend, a guy. This guy was always a wheeler dealer. He didn't care if he was seven years old or 75 years old. If there was a way he could turn a deal on it, he was going to, he was going to make it happen. He goes, hey, boy. I said, hey, how you doing? What you want for that, that uh, mini bike there? I said, $75. He said, you take 65? I said, I'd rather sell. have 75. He said, I didn't ask you that. I said, would you take 65? I said, yes, sir. Boom. And he opened that wallet up. Swoom. I thought, my gosh, we could buy buck rubber, you know, with all that money. You know, because at, at a young age, you're just, that's what you're seeing. You go, wow. And he goes, here you go. And he just grabs that thing and puts it in the back of the car. And I'll never forget this. He took over these spun the tires. I thought, man, I didn't know old people spun the tires. You know, that's what I was thinking at that age. You know, he was probably 40 then, you know. But, because uh, my dad never spun the tires. Thomas and Jesse's dad never spun the tires. <laughs> that much. <laughs> anyway, little things that you remember as time goes by. This guy was always fun to go. Always, always in this stuff. And as I grew up later on, I see, you know, if somebody had something, he was wheeling and dealing. The guy owned shopping centers. The guy owned uh, trucking companies. The guy owned, uh, what some of us, I was just sitting there thinking. Like, hotels, motels, all these things. And as time go by, I would see him from time to time. I'd stop by, and I really felt privileged because I'm about the only guy he would slow down to talk to. But during these, these last years, you know, when I would stop by and see him, I found the Lord. And, and it really concerned me to see him running so hard. I didn't know his, his state of heart with the Lord, but I wanted to make sure that I gave him an opportunity to know my Jesus, right? And so I would stop by his office from time to time, and, man, hey, how you doing? He's working on stuff. And, I mean, this guy was a go-getter, right? So we're talking about the pace setting here. I'm going to tie this in. And I got to talking to him one day. And I, I said, hey, buddy, what's been going on? And he was telling me about how he had made this and how he got this. And then that wall started to come down. I started sharing a little bit about the love of Christ and what was going on in my life and what God was doing in my family. And when I started talking about family and things, I saw the whole countenance of his face start to change. And he sat there. I'll never forget this. He sat on his desk and he propped them feet up just like that. And I could tell he was going back, man. He was thinking way back. He says, you know what? I'm going to tell you something, boy. I'm like, well, here we go. He don't want to hear about this. It wasn't that at all. He says, you know, I've, I've come up really poor. And he had set in his mind he would never be like in that shape in his life again. So his thought process, I'm going to work harder than anybody. I'm going to go further than anybody. I'm just going to keep on moving. And, and I was listening to him, and I could see in his face, there was, there was, things, it was fear sometimes, there was sadness, and there was madness. And then we would talk a little bit more. And I said, so how's that working out for you? Are you happy? Man. 
And that, that man, he says, you know what? I'm going to break my heart thinking about this conversation. He says, I'm going to tell you what. I've gained a lot of stuff. But son, it's cost me about everything that matters. And I said, what? And now I'm watching the board movement. He said, it's cost me family relationships. It's cost me my health. It's cost me friends. It's cost me other business deals. He said, I'm going to tell you something. You need to put first things first. And even at that, he understood a little bit. Like I said, I don't know his heart, but we got to talk about the Lord. And I saw some tears rolling. And I, I, I saw a lot of things going on in that man's life at that time. I was very thankful to have that. He passed away a few years ago. And I thought back about that conversation over and over and over. And the words that he spoke into my life. I came to speak life into his life. And I believe that, you know, that, that God used that in a mighty way. That just rattled around in my head over and over and over. He says, you know, I've gained a lot. But I've probably lost more than I've gained. And things that money can't buy. Made me think of this right here. Over and over we think about this. Mark 8, 36. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? I'm not making judgment if that's where he was with the Lord. But I can tell you this. He had lost a lot of time chasing after things of the world. And he was sharing that with me. So I pass that on today. That You know what? As many things and as much money as I saw that man have in his hand in my, my little brain at that, that time. As time went on and God worked in both of our lives, I saw, man, you know what? You can have all that stuff. Because I've never had what God's given me. Peace, love, mercy, and grace. So I just want to throw that in and set the, set the stage with that. Because a lot of times when we set the pace in our life, that's what we find. We find a whole lot of indecision, uncomfortableness, and just running the race in our own strength. Let's move on to the next one, okay? What is our motivation? You know, so many times we look at that. I, I, I thought about this. This is what I got when I was praying. I said this. If we have the wrong motive, we're on the wrong route. Does that make sense? If we have the wrong motive, we're on the wrong route. If it's, if it's giving or trying to accomplish something and we've got the wrong motive, man, you're really walking on the wrong path because that's not the best that God has for us. So let that sink in just for a second here. I really had to really go about that because we think sometimes, what is it, the ends justify the means? That's, that's not, I don't think that's biblical. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not at all. You know what I mean? But as we walk out and allow God to set the pace and, and, and work from the inside out, we'll see the motivation change in our life. All right? What's our plan? In talking to folks, young folks, you know, getting ready to go to college and stuff. I talked to a lot, of, a lot of guys and gals there about that. And what I found is this. A lot of times, they don't have a plan at all. They don't have a plan at all. There's, there's folks that wake up 40 years old that don't have a plan at all. And if they do, it's one that follows the crowd. And it's flipping back and forth every time things get tough. That's not what God has for us. Let me give you some scripture to rivet that into our spirit, all right? Hebrews 12.1, I love this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Witnesses. That's why it's good to be in the body. That's why it's good to, to make it to church. All right? So we can stand with each other. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that is so easily, easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. 
See, God needs to be the pace setter, right? That's what we need to be doing and looking to Him. Over and over and over, we see that. Set the pace by spending time in prayer. This year, guys, starting today, set the pace by starting out with the Lord each day. Spending time with the Lord each day and allowing Him to speak into your life the direction and the pace, all right? That's what we're talking about there. Well, you know, uh, several months back, I asked folks, I said, you know, why don't you start a prayer journal and do that for a month, for 40 days? I wanted us to start setting a precedence in our life that that's important to write down what God's showing us. And if you've done that, did, did God speak into your heart, anybody? Show you a few things? Very good. Awesome. And you know what? Maybe as the year unfolds, maybe some folks might want to share a few things. I realize some of the stuff might be very personal, but a lot of times it may be for the church body. It may be for your neighbor. It may be for, for us here, you know, even in the community, because God speaks through his people. Amen. Let the love of the Lord motivate you and move in his direction. We always talk about heart conditions. We're going to be talking a lot about heart conditions this month. That's really what God brought it back to the basics while I was spending time with him uh, and getting God's perspective. And, and I wrote this down in my, my side notes here. I said, you know, if we're, if we're chasing after something and it's not lifting us up or leading us in the Lord, we need to lay it down. A lot of times we just want to hold on to that thing. But I'm telling you, aren't you glad God gives you a fresh start starting here today? Over and over we see that. Allow God's word and wisdom to set the pace. That's what we're talking about. Each week when we come in here, I pray that you're encouraged by the word of God. But, it, you know, and we want that practical application. But if you don't apply it to your life when you leave here, man, what pace are you setting? How are we walking that out? How are we allowing God to move in our lives and motivate us to his best? Remember one of the things on the, on the clip that God said, God, I know you want the best for me. Why don't I want the best for me? Wow. God knows best. God wants the best. But as we seek him, he will unpack that and show us what the best is for us. He's just that good God. Amen? And here's something else. A lot of times we think it's all about us. It's less about you and more about him. Think about that. I want y'all to read that with me. It's less about me and more about him. And you know what? Once we get that down in our heart, we'll see how God will turn that thing around from the inside out. And what will happen is, it gets so much about him, it comes right on out in the things that you do, in the things that you give, in the way that you serve, in the people that you meet, in the way you love your family, in the way you love your neighbor. That's got to come from the inside out. I'm going to give you a little something here. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. You need to be seeking the Lord. So many times, we're seeking everything else. We're seeking the approval from maybe a loved one or a spouse. We're seeking what's in style. We're seeking, you know, well, what did the Joneses have or whatever the case is. But I'm telling you, if we go to God's word and allow that to shape our heart and allow that to work in our life and motivate us from the inside out, you watch God's perspective take you further than you ever could get on your own. Amen? One other thing here, John 3.30. I love this. Write this down, and you can read the rest of that. It said, he must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. It's all about seeking his face, amen? 
So, buddy, what do you mean by seeking his face? I'm talking about this desire to meet with God, spend time with God, hear from God, and be led by God. See, a lot of times we want to pick and choose. The Bible's not a pick and choose book, amen? A lot of times we do, well, I like that, but I don't know about that. And we try to, to distort it and bend it and all that. You know what? I love when Lisa was here. She said, it's either all true or it's a lie. You know what? It's all true. That's what I'm talking about here. So when we look at the truth of God's word, and I go back, I get rattled around my brain. God, I know you want the best for me. Why don't I want the best for me? Maybe that's the question today. That's what the Lord just, just kind of milling around in my heart. Now, what we see a lot of times when we're seeking the face of God, right? We're actually not seeking the face of God. Unfortunately, we're usually seeking the hand of God. Listen to me now. Listen to me. It's not a problem going to God to get your needs met. And the truth is, he's the source for everything we need. The problem comes in when we're just going for stuff and we're missing the master. You see what I'm saying? When we're seeking his hand and not his face. What really happens is we miss what we really need. His love, his grace, his mercy, forgiveness, instruction. And as much as we hate to admit it, his discipline sometimes. We don't want to sign up for that. No, I'm good, no. But you know what? God wants the best for his children. God gave the best for his children. And now we want to apply that. Take a look at this word right here. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. You will seek me and find me. When? When you seek me with all your heart. You know, as you start this new year, are you seeking the Lord with your whole heart? Are we really going to roll up our sleeves and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to commit my life to you this year. Today, right now, in serving you, hearing from you, seeking you, loving you. I'm talking about the relationship. That's where it's all based on, guys. All of it's based on that. You know, I, I think about this. I want to hit one more. Well, I'm going I'm to go to this. I'm sorry. We talk about seeking the face of the Lord. And as I spent time in prayer on that, think about this. I said, what, what's in a face when you look at somebody? When you're spending time with somebody, either if, whether it's business, whether it's your family, your children or something. But what's in a face? You can tell what they're thinking, the way they feel for the most part, Right? You can see if they're happy, they're sad, their countenance shows everything, just like when I talk to my friend. Let me tell you, when we talked about things, issues of the heart, his whole face changed. <laughs> when he would talk about money, there would be a different look on his face. When he talked about family, there was a different look on his face. When he talked about his health, there was a look, different look on his face. There's a lot that we can see by looking at someone's face. But ultimately, when I'm talking about seeking the face of God, I'm talking about seeking the heart of God. The characteristics of God, okay? But you know what? What do we see in, when we seek his face? We see the characteristics of God. Love, joy, peace, patience, holiness, right? Righteousness, these things. So when we look into his word, what do we see? We see the word of God. We see the son of God. We see the spirit of God. We see everything we need to paint the perfect picture of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If we look to the world to try to identify God, it's tainted. We're going to come up short. If you want to know what God looks like and how God responds, go to God's word. It's perfect, right? It's holy. It's the defining truth. And you know what's so good? I got it on one other slide, but I'm going to jump in there. The truth doesn't change. Everything in this world is changing. I saw something when, I, when my, when my uh, computer comes up. It's on MSN. And it tells you different burps of news. And I don't think I'm mistaken this. It said, 
40,000 new laws for 2012. I think that's what it said. I said, what? 40,000? You guys double check me on that. Man, I really don't doubt it. Because every time you turn around, they're hooking something to this. And they're switching this way and doing this. Man, God just had 10 appointments to him. Now we need 40,000 just to, to try to make it. What's wrong with that picture? You know, over and over, it's just unbelievable. Speaking about our country, Lord, let me in the description. Many of you guys know 2 Chronicles 7.14. Can you guys see that? Can you see that okay? Can we read that together? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will hear their land. I believe that that is a right on time word right there. God's word is always on time. And you know what? I think we are definitely in a place right there that we need to be seeking the face of God. Seeking the heart of God. Amen? Seeking his face and knowing him personally. I remember this very clearly when, when I was uh, probably about five years ago. I was really chasing after the Lord, I, I thought. And, and I believe I was at the best I could at walking. But I thought that I needed to know all the facts and details about God. And that's not a bad thing. But I was spending more time in the word and everything else looking for facts and details about God than spending time with God. You see what I'm saying here? And I'll never forget it. I, was, I, was, I had a break at work and I was digging into men. I was answering these questions and I was going through chapter after chapter and I was doing this stuff and I was sending stuff off to college and doing different things. Man, I'm going through. Yeah, that's good. That's, man, that's a good debating point. And the Lord spoke to my heart. Uh, and, and just from the inside out, don't miss knowing me by trying to know about me. And I just stopped, man. Whoa. What was he saying? He said, you know what? If you know me as your Lord and Savior, you'll know everything about me. See, I can read a, a book about Mike and tell you his favorite color, tell his birthday, everything else, what he loves to eat and everything else. And never have met him, never experienced his friendship, and never grown in grace in that relationship. And that's what God was showing me. He said, you know what? Just don't learn about me. If you know me, you'll know everything else. And man, when I start praying, and I start looking, and then, then God would lead me to certain things. And it was just like the aha moment. Yeah. Well, God wouldn't respond this way that I thought, because I was trying to put him in a box. That's not his character. I know God. Ah, and then God would lead me to his word after, right? He, he kind of married it hand in hand, relationship in the word, relationship in the word. And man, let me tell you, then the light started coming on. And then the time that I spent with the Lord wasn't as, as, as it was, was growing. Man, I got to do that Bible study. Oh man, I, gotta, I only got so many minutes to do this. I'm on number 36 and we got 50 to go. It was like, man, well, Lord, what are you going to teach me today? You know, in our small group, we always say, Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Lead God and direct us. And I'm going to tell you, that takes all the pressure off, and it moves you into relationship. That's what we're talking about. Amen? So, do you know him personally, if you're here today? Do you know him personally? And let me ask you this. Are you glad God lets us have a fresh start? Amen? You see the theme on us? God giving us a fresh start? Amen.
Moving right along. Running the race. I'm going to bring it home now. We need to be consistent. It's something about being consistent. I, I deal with guys sometimes, and if they're just consistent, I can deal with that. When they're all over the board, I'm like, okay, you're in a good mood today. Where are we at today? You know, it's really tough. You don't know. You're trying to field that ball, and you're going, my gosh. But when you're consistent in something, when you rock steady on something, they know, and you can deal with that. And you go, man, that's amazing. Aren't you glad that God never changes? Again, everything in the world's changing. Man, look at the interest rates up, down, up, down. Look at the building. We came in here last week. We had plans. Now we don't have plans. Things change. You know what I mean? But God never changes. So that's why it's good to be plugged in to what he's got going. All right? And we're using this as a background. You know, and I'll jump ahead just a little bit. 2 Timothy 4, 7. Paul somebody said, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And he, and he kind of writes this in the backdrop of somebody training. Right? Running. Running that, that, that marathon. But take a look at this. We need to be disciplined. How many people get up early and the first thing they do is study the Word? Just saying. How many, maybe, I don't care if it's in the morning or evening, or set aside some time to spend with God. If you haven't done that, I encourage you to do that this year, starting today. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know what I mean? It's not about, oh, well, I'm going to put 45 hours in or whatever like that. I'm going to tell you, just like the Lord showed me, if you go after Him, He'll show up and multiply your time. I guarantee you. Check this out. Work through the pain. Now, I'm learning a little bit about that because I've been trying to get back in shape and sometimes you've got to work through the pain. It's easy to say, I don't think I want to go to the gym. It's easy to say, you know, I was going to do 100 push-ups, but 10 is looking mighty fine right now. You know? And, and you know, sometimes when you get to 7, you're thinking, does, does somebody call me? <laughs> do you need some help with the garbage or something? You know, you, you'll get everything off the sidetrack. Everybody back there going, yeah, no. It's so easy to do that, though, isn't it? But you know what? We need to work through the pain sometimes. In relationships, we just can't give up. In times in church, we just can't say, well, you know, they're playing too loud. They're playing too fast or whatever the case may be. Let's come together, united in Christ, and let God work out the differences. And he gets the glory. Because over and over, you see that over and over again. But let's work through the pain together, right? Enjoy the training. Going back to what the Lord had taught me before. Man, don't, don't let it be grueling. Oh, man, I got to read the word. Well, I got up at 4 o'clock yesterday to read a word. Maybe I'll just get up at 5 today. Well, you know. Man, if we start putting all these checks and balances on God, we're the ones going to mess up. Man, just love Him freely. Love Him where you're at. But you know what? Enjoy your time. I was telling Denise this yesterday. We're riding down the road. I was just sitting there thinking about Christmas, all this stuff. I thought, man, we are so blessed, man. So blessed. You know? And then we can really go, man, you know what? I've got to get a sermon together. Ooh, it's trying to creep in. Man, i got to run by my mom's. Ooh, man, i got to take a look at that leak on the roof. All these things are out. I go, whoa. I just stopped right here. I said, man, this is the best time of our life. You know, really think about it. I know for us, you know, and we go through different things just like everybody else. I said, man, you're healthy, aren't you? Yeah. Got gas in the car. I didn't miss no meals over, over the holidays. If I did, I'm going to Robert's house because he's always got plenty. He told me today, didn't he? <laughs> but you know what? You see what I'm saying so many times? We, we don't enjoy the day. 
We don't enjoy the training, right? It's a rehearsal for heaven, man. You know? So enjoy today. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your Lord. All right? Stay focused and alert. Because if we're not focused and alert, what happens is those things that I just told you will creep in and knock you off course and rob your joy. Now, I know everybody's job's different. Everybody's going through different things in their life like that. But I believe you can still find some joy in what's going on if Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. Because let me tell you, we know that regardless of how bad it gets here, it's temporary. And where we're going, let me tell you, there ain't no eye seen, no ear heard, and no mind imagined things God has had. For us who love him, right? I got a, a book from uh, Miss Tanya and Tim for Christmas. It's about Billy Graham. And he just wrote this recently as an older gentleman. And uh, I was reading some of that stuff. And I thought, wow, that kind of got my mind thinking about making the most of today. And I think he's in his 90s. And I just read like the first chapter. And I thought it was really amazing. At the pace that that man was keeping in his 30s, he told his staff, he said, you know what? I'm going to give it all to God. He said, but I really don't expect to live past 50 years old. Can you believe that? That's Billy Graham. He, that, that he didn't believe. He just knew that he had aches and pains. And he had some tough times. He's not a superhero. He's a servant of God. And he allowed us to look back at his life. And you know what? One of the things, I'll put it in my own words. He was saying, if I knew I was going to live so long, I would have prepared better for it. Not about his heart. Not about seeking the Lord. But he was all wrapped up in what was going on. And that's okay. You know, he was giving God his best and all these things. But now I think he's in his 90s. And, and, you know, I think he's seeing that, you know, maybe some of the things I emphasize on here could have been done a little bit different. I think he's an awesome servant of God. Don't, don't miss what I'm saying. But what I got out of the, the chapter that I read, he said, you know what? I know where I'm going. And he was looking forward to that. But there's a point in our life, and I, and I believe I'm really getting close on that. As we get to a certain age, we start looking forward to what's coming down the pipe instead of what we've already done. You get to a point, you know, when you're young, you say, man, I can't wait till I get my driver's license. I'm going, you know, marry this young lady, young man, this and this. We're going to have three kids, you know, to pick it. You got this big plan. And then sometimes that plan doesn't work out just like you think. And you got to pull together and you keep on trucking. But you know what? If God's at the center, he'll straighten that out. Right? God's at the center of straightening that out. And if we keep running and keep walking and looking at things like that, then we get to a point, and I, I know this with people I work with, most of our conversations are in reverse. They're talking about yesterday all the time. What they used to do, what they could have done, what they should have done, and all that. And it's not bad to reflect on that. And then I think we get to a point in our lives when we know that, that Christ's return is, is getting sooner, when we know that our life is, is, is getting uh, closer to be with the Lord, if we know Him as our Lord and Savior, we start focusing back on what He's got for us in store. So, you know, with all that being said, running the race is not just starting the race. And it's not just a big finish. It's running the whole course. And we can do it great and have a great finish if we lean on the Lord each way. I'm telling you, let's enjoy this thing. Let's enjoy this thing. When I was looking back over the things that God has accomplished and God has allowed us to, to be a part of it just the last year, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, you know, we started out, and then you guys know, over at, on Odd Road, and now we're over here. But how many know we're, we're, we're trusting to see God do even greater things? This is not just a, a stop along the way. This is just another, you know, another step. Another step. Another step of faith. And that becomes possible through our prayers unity, in the family here 
and our going and giving and serving and all those things. So yeah, we do play a part. But we align our lives with the Lord and let Him get the glory. And He will motivate and draw us to the place we need to be. Amen? Stay focused and alert. Maintain your form. Anybody golf? I don't golf. I'm putt-putt. Do you have good form or putt-putt? I don't know. I don't know. But you know, but you see any guys that, or, or gals that are, are doing a sport or, or anything, maybe even drumming or playing guitar or doing different things or, or even woodworking, you know, keeping that good form. Think about that. And I, read, I wrote this down. Good form equals great results. Good form equals great results. How is our form of serving the Lord? How is our form in giving to the Lord? How is our, our form... And worshiping the Lord. Just a few things to think about. Think about this and apply that across the board. Good form equals good results. Big finish. Leaving a legacy. Right? Think about that. This is going back to the Billy Graham uh, book that I was reading. Leaving a legacy. You, you'd have to be hard pressed not to know who Billy Graham is. You know? People that don't believe. People that, that are not even of this country. They know who he is. But they also know what he stands for. See, that's even bigger. That's the thing. When people hear about Keep the Promise and KTP, I don't want them to know, oh, Buddy Chapman or Tanya, Tim, Miles, Mike, anybody else. Man, those people love the Lord. Those people are for real. And that's what I pray as we walk it out. We're not going to do it perfect, but you know what? We can pull together and get a fresh start with God. Amen? Let's see what we got here. I'm going to wrap it back up with this. 2 Timothy 4, 7. I read that earlier. I want you to see it right out in front. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. If today was your last day, would you be able to say that? Just a thought. I, I hope that I would be able to say that. I mean, there's days that I wouldn't be able to say that. But you know what? Going into the new year, I pray that each day that I grow in the grace of God and lean into this right here, that we finish big. I have kept the faith. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. How many are glad that God give you a fresh start? Amen. Well, it's finally here. That's why I've been saying it on every slide, guys. Right here, right now. That's what I want you guys to take a look at. You know, as we talked about these different things and we're looking about setting the pace, seeking his face, and running the race for Christ is what we're getting to. How do, how do, how do you evaluate what, what God's been doing in your life and how you've been running that race? And if there's a time today, today's a great time to reflect on that and say, you know, the Lord's laying this on my heart that I need to make some adjustments. And I want to adjust my life to run the race for Christ. Amen? I want you to remember this right here. There's about one, two, three, four, five things that I was praying that God gave me when I was thinking about this. If you don't get anything else out of what I say today, Take this with you, okay? Forgiveness is provided. Amen? God's forgiveness is provided. God's grace is given. And I can't see that one. His love is unconditional. Love is unconditional. We talked a little bit about this. Truth never changes. I want y'all to read this last one. God never fails. I want you to hear that. Now, it's time to come to place a little bit for us. I want to just go to the Lord in prayer and just ask you guys to take a look at these things 
And as we talked about this, I'm going to pull a few of these things together. Setting the pace, getting God's perspective. I said this earlier, and I think it's worth repeating. If something's not lifting you up and leading you in the ways of the Lord, lay it down. Talk about seeking His face. What do people see in your face? When you leave here and you go somewhere, maybe to a restaurant or something, do they see the glow of the Lord? Do they see that your life and your heart has been transformed by the word of the Lord? Do they see forgiveness, grace, and mercy, peace, love in your life? Because that's the transforming power of God's love that he wants to work in your life. Not only that, in our face, in our actions, in our giving and going, and even answering one another, do they see the characteristics of Christ? In our business, do they see the characteristics of Christ? I've had people tell me a lot. They say, well, you know, well, that's business. And that's, that's religion. Well, I'm glad I don't have religion. I have a relationship. And that relationship transcends my business, my everything. If that's really what's going on in your heart, it's going to spill out from the inside. And people are going to be blessed in, in, in the process of that. But ultimately, God's going to be seen and shown to the world. Think about running the race. I mean, sticking to the stuff. Following the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And today, I pray that we are following the leading of the Holy Spirit as we continue to wrap up this service today. But this is just a start for what God's got. And we're going to do something a little different today. I'm going to ask some of my prayer warriors to come up front. Got a few of them. And what we're going to do is a little different. Is I'm going to pray for you guys. And if there's something that God's laying on your heart, um, there's some folks up here to pray with you. Right there, right where you're at. So, yeah, you guys come on up. Dear Lord, I just thank you for today. And I thank you for each one here. Um, Father, I just thank you. If there's one here that's got some burden on their heart, that they will come and grab one of us and say, hey, can you stand with me in the gap here? Because I want us to get used to being able to, to come with one another and bear each other's burden, right? And I appreciate you guys being available. You know what? It's not just me praying or time praying or here and there, but it's us praying. And so what I ask, you know, just a couple of folks to, to step up and say, would you be willing to pray if somebody had an issue on earnest? They'd be glad to. So you know what? Get familiar with the faces. Because you know what? That might be somebody you need to grab hold of and sometimes say, can I, can I just pray with you? They'd be glad to. Father, I thank you for today, and I thank you that you are the pace setter, Lord. I thank you, Father, today that you are the one that lead God and, and directs. And Lord, I pray if there's one here today that's never called on the name of the Lord, today is the day. Lord, that they just come with an open heart and say, Lord, come into my life, forgive me of my sin. If that's you today, I want to pray for you. Don't leave here today without saying, you know what, that's my prayer. Tell me more. And if there's someone here today, Lord, that we just need a fresh start, I pray if they uh, just want to get together with one of us and pray specifically for some things, or just overall, that they just, uh, you give them boldness, Lord, to come and pray. And Lord, I thank you for what you're doing here. Lord, as your hand moves, as your grace moves, overtake us, Lord, in this year of 2012 to be your soul winning station, to be your people that serve you well. Lord, thank you that we have a fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody stand to the feet.